You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, as Bradley Beal hits a free throw by my co-host, the editor of The Smoking Cuban, and also of Mavs.com. What you got for me, Isaac? Well, I think John Wall needs to learn uh, needs to learn how to shoot before he talks smack to JJ. <laughs> We are live doing fourth quarter. We'll call it fourth quarter theater, right? Fourth quarter theater. Yeah, uh, we're only kind of do this when the Mavericks are either being destroyed or are destroying, and right now they are destroying. Kelly Oubre. Yeah, cool. They're, they're Get beating the Wizards by 20, uh, back, so we bro. decided the last couple minutes of this game that we were just going to uh, free flow and talk about it. So Mavericks look like they're going to be holding on to this win here tonight. But the big story is just how angry everybody seems to be. Yeah. Um, A.K.A. Salah. Uh, Salah had a little moment tonight <laughs> that uh, probably should have just walked away from. No, but, uh, no, I stand with Salah. He was uh, trying to make a bigger point. The first one I understood. Our uh, conversation on Monday about how teams with refs and how they have to uh, stand up for themselves. and that Salah, That's what Salah was standing for, right? Like Salah was standing up for the entire league when he went on that tirade. I don't think he was standing up for Rick. Um, <laughs> because Rick was not about it. Uh, he went over after he got ejected. He went over to the bench. Uh, Rick had some uh, words for him and told him to get the uh, get the blank out of here. So, uh, <laughs> And guess what? He did get the blank yeah, out of there. He did. Yeah, he, he walked away. He completely did. So Salah Measure got ejected in the earlier in the third quarter. And uh, he had some kind of weird tussle and uh, – just as Salah does, you know, Salah gets in the face of somebody and then all of a sudden, I mean, it's not really surprising. Mavs Moneyball had a really funny tweet. It was uh, it was like Salah Mejri, or the, the Wizards are starting to get a little chippy and Salah Mejri checks into the game. And it was like this meme of, of Patrick Starr from uh, SpongeBob and he was like, ooh, like, ooh. And then uh, – like literally six real time minutes later, they quote tweeted it and said, "Solid measure has been ejected." <laughs> <laughs> it was like not even that long. Oh, uh, Salah! The chippiness of this game has kind of been the real story. Just the, the I mean, I, do you think this is more about the Mavericks' defense or about the Wizards? Just I mean, they're it's just the cra- Wizards. They're crapping the bed on offense, really. That, I, that's what I think it is. Guys, it is currently at the moment six minutes and twenty seconds left in the fourth quarter and the wizards <laughs> have, have scored 59 points 59 points have yet to hit 60 points. the uh, the least amount of points the mavericks have ever allowed in their history is 62 points and it was against the bucks back in 1997 isaac what were you doing in 1997 um i was in ele- elementary school i think i was in I, think so. I was would have been just entering kindergarten <laughs> um yeah so it's been a while uh, but Dirk wasn't even on the team then. Yeah, I mean, that that's true. He wasn't on the team. Uh, so shouts to John Wall uh, for his re- remarkable shooting. He's got 11 points right now. Um, <laughs> well, in his in his defense, though, don't he, was, defend he, him. he was a game-time decision. Oh, stop. 
Oh, he's making a dumb decision. Are you saying I mean, he's sick like Kevin Love? <laughs> <laughs> would you uh, hashtag free Kevin Love? Would you? Okay, so the Kevin Love story just dropped as we were sitting here talking, and um, Kevin Love apparently like faked a sickness, or the Cavs think he faked a sickness. If Kevin Love becomes available, Stop. is that somebody you'd be interested in for the Mavericks? I, I have to really process that first. Uh, this we're processing it right now live on the podcast. Yeah, I like Kevin doing. Love. I've always liked Kevin Love. I thought he was. Um, I thought he's been underrated really his whole career, and I just get him out of Cleveland, man. Like I miss get him fat out of Kevin Love, <laughs> fat Kevin Love in Minnesota. Yeah, fifteen, fifteen, thirty boards, fat I, Kevin Love. I miss when the Mavericks were up by twenty and they didn't, and they you know, chose to play maybe their uh, their two way guys like Jalen Jones, who's on the roster and he's yet to see a minute, and we're up by nineteen. And but he's anyway, he's not even checking in now. No. Oh, cool. Collinsworth's coming out. This is ridiculous. I, okay. Isaac and I have been – we've been pretty pretty vocal about the minutes that Carlisle's dishing out. So they're up by 19 right now with five minutes and 33 seconds left. And Harrison Barnes and Wes Matthews just checked back into the game with Jalen Jones still sitting there and Kyle Mc, Collinsworth McBob. on the bench. McBob. Yeah, I will McBob say this. Collinsworth just all. checked out. He's been playing for most of the quarter, so – Maybe giving him a breather, I get that. But, but yeah, the chippiness, uh, you know, Nick talked about the chippiness. Dennis and Bradley Bill had to be separated a little bit no, earlier. The, okay, so Dennis and, Dennis and Bradley Bill just played ring around the rosy for, like, one second on the court where they just, like, linked arms yeah. and they just kind of circled around each other. Bill had some words for him afterwards. Dennis just walked away. Um, and then we just recently saw John Wall and, and J.J. Barea uh, had some words for each other. Went nose to nose. After if that's John, possible. After after Jose Juan Barea, all 120 pounds of him just launched Kelly Oubre into the into the stands. So yeah, you know what happened there. John Wall, my team underperforms in the playoffs. Uh, he. Um, what do you, you hate? You just hate John Wall. Right now, I'm I'm frustrated because you want to you want to talk smack to JJ Barea whenever you're shooting like 0 for 38 from the field and you're getting beat by 20. And also, Maxi Kleba just basically stopped you on defense. Yeah, so you're getting my raw emotions on players right now. So you, you wrote a piece today or yesterday about uh, how Dennis Smith Jr. idolizes John Wall, about how he caught, he wanted to you know to be like John Wall, and about how he wanted to guard John Wall the last time we the last time they played him. Yeah, yeah. I think I might have mentioned it a little bit on the pod yesterday, or at the end of last yesterday's pod. But Rick just talked about how. How with John, you know, last time they played the Wizards up in Washington that they were going to put Yogi on wall. Dennis said, no, I want that. I want yeah. the challenge. I grew up watching him. John Wall's from North Carolina. Uh, so is Dennis. So it's kind of weird because John Wall's still fairly young. They talk about players growing up watching them. Um, but it's just kind of where we're at. Like, uh, Dennis is just 20 years old. But so he got drafted in, what, 2011? No, no, a while ago. So that's, I mean, that's seven years. So Dennis Jr. was like 12 years old when he first started. Yeah. I mean, that's when John Wall got drafted. That's that's crazy. Uh, th this game tonight, though, and we mentioned that, that, you know, Dennis grew up idolizing him. This game tonight from John Wall is the worst case. In it. By the way, the Wizards are shooting 17% from three and 28% from the floor. Yeah. <laughs> that is so bad. This this game that John Wall is playing is a worst-case scenario for Dennis Smith Jr. if he's going to be like John Wall or if he wants to be like John Wall because these games happen to Wall where he was a game-time decision. He might he, he might not have played tonight, 
and his athleticism just isn't isn't really there right now. Like he's he's yeah. tried to back down a couple times. He just can't really create separation. We just mentioned that you know Maxi Kleba stopped him as he was trying to get into the lane, and he just couldn't get around him. And so, what are things Dennis can do to not be? Limited like John Wall is sometimes during games like this. Well, Dennis when he's is already a better shooter. In. This like, is true. Yeah, Dennis is a better in. shooter right now than what John Wall is in year seven. So that's the that's the positive thing. That's that's when you get into people like Chris Paul and being the age he is and the height he is. He's still a really good three point shooter. So like, if you can shoot, we've seen it. You can stay. So you will at least have a spot. You know, it'll prolong your career by a couple years at least. You've seen Dirk. Dirk can shoot the ball at such a high rate and so efficient. That that's what allows him to be on the court at 40 years old in his 20th season. So. And I think Dennis is a little more selectively athletic. Like I wouldn't yeah. say deceptively because obviously when it shows, it shows. But Dennis, who said? I think somebody said this on the broadcast the last game, the Portland game. I don't know if it was it was like the the Mavs broadcasters or the Blazers broadcasters because I go back and forth, but they said that Dennis Smith Jr. plays every game the exact same way. You know, like he has that laid back sort of mentality, and then when he needs to, he'll jump in and he'll like just you know burst towards the basket or he'll you know jump up for a, you know a rebound in traffic or something like that. Like he's a little more selectively athletic than I think a John Wall is, where John Wall just does it like sort of when he wants to, yeah. I guess, if, if that makes sense. No, it does, for real. And so Dennis uh, plays even, pretty much even keel, I think, every single game. He, he doesn't really, like, when he's playing well, I guess you'll see him attack a little bit more, but that doesn't really change how you know quick he tries to be or how much athleticism he tries to use in a game. Whereas I think John Wall uses his, relies on his speed a lot. Yeah, a lot, a ton. Because he has, I mean, for the most of – John Wall's life, he's been the quickest player on the court. So, and Dennis is probably too. Yeah, but we we haven't Dennis. really we haven't seen that that much. Like Cuban came out, well, I Dennis, think it was before the season he came out and said that Dennis Smith Jr. is the fastest player yeah. he's ever seen. Like like, and we just like, haven't seen that. Like De'Aaron Fox was known for his speed coming out of college. Yeah, and, right. You know, John Wall was known for that, and that that's those guys. That's and Ish Smith, don't forget Ish Smith. <laughs> Ish Smith. This is what these guys are known for. So, uh, Dennis has a more polished game. Still has a lot of ways to go. Oh, my gosh. We're finally going to get Jalen Jones. Checking in. Jalen Jones, number 21, checking in with three minutes and eight seconds left to go and not a dry eye in the building. Because <laughs> there's no eyes in the building. <laughs> there's about There's about eyes. half of what we yeah. started with, right? <laughs> okay. I think he's going to say half the arena full. I'm like, that's a lie. No, about half of what we started with, though. Hashtag sellout. So, uh, yeah, that's what we got going on. Not a ton going on in this game as far as stuff that we're looking at or stuff that we're interested in. Nick, um, we should call a game like this. Uh, a we should. We can. A complete raw version of calling a game play-by-play. Play. We could say, hey, that was a sucky shot. I would want to get, I would wanna get uh, mic stands for these first, I think. <laughs> so that we don't have to like be holding them the, the entire time. Oh no, Josh McRoberts has also checked into the game. Doyle is homesick right now, Doyle's and he is—I know Doyle right now at, at the Kobe Beef is just out of his mind he just right got a now. Spark of health. 
Let's call the rest of this quarter with, with uh, Josh McRoberts oh. in there. Dennis Smith Jr. to the rack. Can we please have Jason Smith guard Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> at all times? Every single time. Him or Sadoransky? Every single time. I don't know if we can call this game because I don't know any of these players on the Washington bench well enough to, like. Well, we can go through them. It's, uh, we got Tim Frazier, who was, uh, I feel like, a cool cool story. Portland Trailblazers guy. Jalen Jones, let's go. Jalen Jones to the basket, showing some nifty moves. They have uh, Jody Meeks. I know him. Played for the Jody Lakers, Me played for the Pistons. Jody Meeks came out of Kentucky. Can used to be able to hit a three. I don't know what he does well now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sadoransky, have fun with that one. No, Sadoran he's actually a, you know, a kind of a good athletic type of wing. Like a but no, he's a combo guard. I mean, if he was on any team except the Wizards right now, who can literally play me and, and you off their bench. Chris McCullough, I know nothing about him. Chris McCullough was uh, injured. He, he was actually like almost a lottery pick, but then he got hurt his last year at college, so it pushed him down in the draft. And Dennis Smith Jr. calls for Jalen Jones flyer. to please, cut to the basket. Please, Jason Smith, thank you. Here's my lunch money. Bingo! Dennis Smith Jr. Fix me a ham sandwich, Jason Smith. <laughs> Isoed on Jason Smith. You guys, if you are appreciating this fourth quarter Mavs theater, let us know. Josh McRoberts just gets a steal for Doyle. He pointed to the sky after he got the steal as if to point to Doyle. He said, Doyle, that was for you, Holmes. <laughs> and and then the Wizards called, the Mavs called the timeout. Or was it a media timeout? Because Washington Wizards are currently shooting 29% from the field. 16 percent oh and it, it just went down oh <laughs> it was 29.6 29. and just just went down to 29.3 from the three-point line uh <laughs> hold hold on to your uh to your headphones guys the mavericks won a rebounding battle tonight 51 to 45 in that, the favor of the mavericks they impressive. also scored twice as many points in the paint as the wizards have 40 to 20. that's the solid measure effect right there <laughs> all those points he scores in the paint let's go <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh, also, both teams are in the bonus, so expect the rest of this quarter to take forever. I don't really have anything else about them right now. I know. I might take a lot of this out. I might just leave it in for the day for the uh, the faithful listeners. If we in. had a Patreon, we would leave this on in the Patreon. This is, this is, this is pure gold right now. <laughs> also, uh, we don't know what kind of quotes we're going to get after the game. We could get nothing. We could get a lot of good stuff. No, so. we're going to get something that Rick Carlisle talking about Salah Mejri getting ejected. Oh, I'm and excited I, about that. I'm waiting for Rick to just be like, I'm yeah, super he needs to learn how to get that. the crap out of there. I'm excited to hear Rick Carlisle about that, and I'm excited to share it with you guys on the Lockdown Mavericks podcast. That's what I'm super excited about. And Dennis Smith Jr. has checked out of the game with a minute and 44 left. All right, there is some fourth quarter blowout theater for you guys. Mavericks taking on the Wizards. They did definitely go on to win that game, uh, as, as we sort of noted there a bunch of times in that fourth quarter theater. Let us know if you guys enjoyed that, if you guys really thought that that was something that you would want to see more on the uh, Locked on Mavericks podcast because, I don't know, it, it's kind of interesting. It is kind of weird us doing a, uh, you know, a live, you know, a live broadcast basically of the game and then giving it to you guys like afterwards, maybe even the day after, but the Mavericks did go on to win 98 to 75 against the Washington wizards. Uh, there's some back and forth throughout this entire game. And then, you know, obviously we're seeing now the, the run back and forth from locker room to locker room and ask this person about this beef and ask this person about this beef. There's a John wall and JJ Berea quote back and forth, but I don't know. It's just kind of overblown. The teams won't play each other again the rest of the season until next year. So could be completely different by, you know, the time that 
uh, next season rolls around. What I did want to mention, though, <laughs> Isaac and I tried to do a, a walked on maps. If you guys, if you day one listeners have remembered some of these times where we've tried new things, we tried to do a walked on maps. Basically, we walk into our car and it was super windy. And so none of that is playable. And so we had some, some good talks. <laughs> no one's going to believe this, but in our walk, as we were walking across the street, across uh, I think Houston, no, Olive, across Olive, which is right by the W Hotel, if you guys have ever been there, uh, the W Hotel and Apartments, I think, as well. But as we're walking across the street, you know, talking back and forth, Holger is on the other side of the street, walking to the AAC from <laughs> from across the street, and Isaac and I are walking across, and all of a sudden, we're like, is that Holger? That can't be Holger. How is that Holger? There is Holger, and then he's just walking right by us. And that was hilarious, just us uh, seeing him in that. I wish you guys could have heard that. But the other thing we talked about, I did actually want to get out there and wanted to, to mention to you guys was I asked Carlisle about the uh, the tempers flaring between you know refs and players. And Isaac and I have mentioned this on the podcast, and that's why I kind of wanted to bring it up to you guys. And so this is Carlisle's sort of answer of that question that I asked him. We've seen throughout the league that like tempers between refs and players have, have risen as a head coach. What is your role in that relationship between players and refs? Well, I haven't seen. I've heard a lot about a lot of that stuff. Um, it's prevalent in the news, but you know, I I don't see that, that there's any more than there's been other years with our team. Um, but look, it's it's a competitive league. Guys want to win. Um, there's chippiness going on out there. Guys are talking to each other. It's you know, there's a lot going on and. The refs do have a, a big responsibility, and uh, you know we we need to work with them too. Okay, so kind of like I said, sort of a non-answer. You hear him in there talk about how you know we have a, a you know a responsibility as well. And then the one thing that I didn't really get was that he basically said that it's a non-issue because his team specifically isn't dealing with it, which I guess is sort of answering my question, but. Still, I, I wish he would have at least addressed that it was an issue throughout the league, and it is an issue to his players. I mean, we've seen Wes Matthews. We've seen, you know, one of his players tonight had a run-in with a referee that you know got really heated, and he was ejected for it. And so, you know, I wish you would have at least commented a little bit more on that. But it, like Carlisle said, it's on both sides. You know, both sides have fault. Both sides have responsibility. And it's up to the commissioner, and it's up to the players' association head and the and the uh, the head of the referees' association to figure out, come together, and figure out who is at fault at this point. Because I don't think I don't know if there's many people that understand the you know the responsibility on both sides, unless you're a player or unless you're a ref. Like a lot of us media people are going to say that we understand the relationship that they have, but I don't really think they do unless you've played at a high level. So. That's what I wanted to mention about with with Carlisle. And then also, we mentioned that we wanted to play the the comment that Carlisle was going to make about Salamejuri. And he also kind of danced around that one. But I, I just wanted to play it for you just because uh, we talked about it and laughed about it so much in the uh, in the fourth quarter blowout theater. What did you, uh, you think about Salah picking up those two uh, quick, quick texts for an injection? As I look at it now, he's the only guy that was a negative, so maybe it worked out already. <laughs> Hey, listen, Sal and I have a thing going, you know, with about the officials, and you know, he just he just uh, can't help himself. You know, I think he feels like he can reason with those guys. Um, so we're going to continue to work with him. So there you go. He he said him and Salah have a thing going. So for Carlisle to say that it's not really prevalent on his team, I guess. 
that doesn't count just one single player. I guess he's talking about his team as a whole. But he said him and Salah have a thing going about the refs. So he's definitely talked to to uh, to Salah about this, at least one of his players. And so to say that this is not, you know, going on with his team, I don't know if I, I can buy that. But, yeah, you know, tensions were, were flaring. And I thought it was hilarious that Carlisle said that, you know, Salah thinks he can convince the refs or talk with the refs or talk it out with them. When uh, Salah said his second technical foul that he didn't even say anything to the ref. He just was waiting for him and kind of anticipated it. And I think that's sort of where players are, are getting at. They get that reputation and then all of a sudden they're quick. the refs are quick whistled and try to, you know, just get a, a fast one over on them. So another thing actually that, that Isaac mentioned in the uh, walk down Mavs that will never be heard because it was so unusable. There's so much wind that uh, Kyle Collinsworth is getting a second 10-day contract. So with Devin Harris, you know, was out tonight. And if he's going to be out again for a couple more days, the Mavericks wanted to get another look at Kyle Consworth. Thought he played really good defense tonight uh, in the game, and he ended with uh, he didn't he, he had four points, four boards, three assists, and two steals. So he really, you know, in his minutes that he played, he played about eighteen and a half minutes. So really filled it up. So really happy for that guy getting another shot in the league. Hopefully he can, you know, continue that. And uh, I'm not sure what his role is with the Mavs going forward. He's older than Harrison Barnes, so. It's hard to imagine that he's sort of on that, you know, that timeline with Dennis or some of those other guys, even though he's still a young guy. He took took a couple years off to do his Mormon mission, so he's a little bit older than a lot of these rookies, you know, that are coming into the league. So there you go. That's what we wanted to talk about on Locked Up Mavericks. Again, let us know if you like the fourth quarter blowout theater and if you guys want us to do more of that in the future. Tweet us at Locked On Mavs, at Nick Van Exit, at Isaac L. Harris. We really appreciate it. And thanks so much for listening to Locked Up Mavericks. Peace out. Boom.